Welcome to Reactive. Uh, my name's Henning, and I'm joined by both Khalil and Raquel today. Hello. Yay! Oh, hello! The family's all together again! We're all here. We're all I'm yes. so glad we didn't all get trapped in a zoo. <laughs> With all the animal talk, yeah. I think that's all the be animal a, talk. a theme now. It's like animal of the show. That's yeah. what we're going to have now. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but... Um, yeah, I it's 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 so good to hear both of your voices at the same time. Oh yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear you. Unfortunately both Yeah. Unfortunately I'm gonna be out next week. <laughs> oh no. What are you gonna I'm gonna be in Scotland. I'm gonna be in oh, Scotland. Oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna hang out with the Loch Ness. So close but so far. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be the closest that I will probably have been since JSConf 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yay, but also boo, because <laughs> I won't be. Instead, I'll be romping around the Scottish countryside uh, and I don't know, maybe I'll hang out with some sheep. Yeah. yeah so you're, you're not coming to the mainland or anything, I guess? No. Well, no. Oh, oh, I, I have a connection in Frankfurt. So Ooh. if anybody wants to come meet me at the airport for like an hour and a half, <laughs> you totally hang. You know? So we can do that and I can sit there and reminisce and... We can wave through actually, the glass because you probably can't get out. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be in transit. Yeah, yeah I that airport in is insane. Okay. So ridiculous. I we'll never find each other. We'll have to have yeah. like GPS beacons or something. <laughs> Well, one thing that that astonishes me about the Frankfurt airport is that I'm there and I'm like, I'm in Germany again. This is fantastic. Except it doesn't really feel like Germany. It feels mm-hmm. like like a tourist's guide to Germany in there. Huh. I don't, I don't know. There's, <sighs> I mean, it's an airport. I don't know. I mean, it's also yeah. the biggest, like, it's the biggest international airport hub, hub in Germany, I think. With I know yeah. Munich is also pretty big, but Frankfurt is pretty much like the huge. I think Frankfurt is bigger. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Frankfurt's like our Chicago, mm-hmm. in the in the sense of just like Chicago is not the biggest city, but it's got the biggest airport because it's right in the middle. Right. And, oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Huh. So yeah, fun times. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna be in Europe next week, and any reactivists who want to like. <laughs> Um, get a high five. Uh, I will totally high five. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah. Actually, definitely. there's going to be a whole bunch of reactivists at Scotland JS next week. So we'll so take definitely. a we'll take a reactive selfie. Yes. Yes. Please make. We have a, to have do that. A, you have to do have you have to have a mini meetup. Uh, reactive mini meetup for sure. Yes. Reactive mini meetup in Scotland. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Yay! Anyway. So, so you left the sand and the lizards behind, Khalil. You're back, back in town. Yes, we're back. We uh, yes. we spent uh, eight nights in Thailand, which was really awesome. Like we, like the resort where we were was just right at the beach, and we had like a. So so my wife she she wrote an article for this resort uh, a while ago for a German blog, and 
that's why she knew the manager, and we were able to get. Um, she said she wanted, so she's gonna. She's she she basically wrote them a mail and said, "Hey, I also have a blog. I'm gonna write something on my blog about food stuff because she's like a foodie and has a food blog." And then she, and we got an upgrade for free to uh, to stay in their kind of what is called uh, private pool villa thingy thing. And so that was really really good. Like uh, it was really nice because it's like. I can't really describe the 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 architecture, like interior architecture and architecture was really very modern, but at the same time, um, very kind of like feel good, like a lot of brown wood and super super nice. And it had this private pool, where it's just a tiny pool, but it was completely isolated; nobody could see us and stuff like that. It was just like so uh, so really cool. And then of course the beach was right there, and we're just like hanging out at the beach. We went to the markets and. Um, and also there was a <laughs> what was what was really funny was this uh, or really cool actually there was this this uh, rasta bar uh, just just very close to our thing in right there in Thailand it was just like it was funny because because my wife is uh, he, she's Jamaican actually and um, or she comes from Jamaica now she has an American passport whatever and she lived in America for a long time but she is originally Jamaican and Thailand kind of feels in that area totally feels like Jamaica, right? And it was funny to see that Rasta bar thing going on there. So we went there <laughs> and it was there was this super cool like Thai Rasta. He's like always like uh uh like he had this long Rasta things and he he just built himself this shack that is a little bar where he you know, he, he sells beer <laughs> and and like and like coke or something like that. <clears throat> And and uh, you can drink something there. And it, this whole shack is basically built from stuff that was just just came that he just picked up on the beach, like wood and stuff like that. <laughs> and and he had like and he constantly has like friends from Germany or from other places like staying there. Like and when we were there to 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 see what that was like. You know, what, what was going on there and stuff like that he was like he ran across the street was like hey check out my bar like where are you from blah blah he was like super open and he's just like he just hangs like he's just like so uh like this person was just like so open and so happy and content by with just living there at right at the beach in this shack that he built himself where he has his people coming through and he's just like he doesn't really have a house or anything like he just like pretty open everything everything is pretty open he just lives there and he's like i live in paradise this is paradise this is beautiful like i i don't need to go anywhere like <laughs> i love this and stuff like that it was it was just so amazing like very self-sufficient and and so like so it's such a big heart and open it was it was that we just discovered that thing like um uh the on the last two days and it was basically the best time we had really was was hanging out at that bar and just sitting uh at the side of the beach and stuff and 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 just just enjoying this kind of atmosphere it was really it was really amazing it was very really fun <laughs> very cool wow sounds awesome <laughs> yeah nice Wrong. very nice very nice Yes, and uh, it was really, uh, it's just so good to take uh, time out and especially kind of escaping your normal kind of environment and just being somewhere completely different and be, to be at the beach and stuff like that. It just makes such a difference. I, I came back um, so, even though I felt a little depressed because it was too short, because you get you kind of get <laughs> used to it, you know, within a week or so, and then it's just like you feel, okay, I've arrived 
and then you <laughs> going home, <laughs> which is which is a little sad. But at the same time, I came back very refreshed, and it's just like so you get a little bit of a different perspective to what's going on here. All this rushing and you know, like chasing things. Like no, you just gotta chill, you know. And it was, and and you can't really chill when you just the whole year you're just like in the in you know just working, 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 and stuff like that. So it yeah. was really good. Highly recommend. <clears throat> awesome. So, but you're still on vacation. You're like on vacation for the rest of the yes. Month. Um, I'm on vacation until the end of the week, and but I mean we're we're at home and cleaning and you know have to build some IKEA stuff and so, <laughs> like <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> that IKEA stuff oh. yeah yeah well, it's not the same <laughs> but it's still good to be <laughs> off work for a while yeah. that's good good deal. Yes. Nice. So what happened? Uh, what happened over there uh, where you were, Raquel, last week? You were, you were gone. Um. Oh yeah, I was gone because my sister got married. Woohoo! Congratulations. So wow. I, I got to fly to Charlotte, um, or to North Carolina rather, and um, I was my sister's matron of honor, and it was really cool. It was a it was a themed wedding. Um, it was Tim Burton esque. So like. A lot of the theme was like, like just think of all of the different Tim Burton movies that you've seen. Um, but the, the reason why it's Tim Burton esque is because the wedding party was uh, the Adams family. So my <laughs> sister and her now husband were Morticia and Gomez, and I was dressed up as Wednesday Adams, and the best man was dressed up as Pugsley Adams. And um, oh, at the end of the wedding, like the the walking out music was the Adams family theme song it was it was really fun it was super cute and fun and had a great time um so what's the shout out to my sister somebody uh disguised as the hand also what's, what's oh so they made um yeah so that's 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 thing right um thing, and yes. yeah. they made a paper they made a paper mache version of things so my sister is uh she's an artist mm -hmm. and so she she made a paper mache version and then painted it to look like a hand. And that's um, the ring bearer held Thing on a pillow and Thing had the rings <laughs> on it like on itself. So so like Thing held the rings. It was really funny. And then the um, the the pastor, the minister, uh, dressed up as um, Uncle Fester. Um, like had the light bulb and everything like it was it was really it was really fun it was super fun like I'd never been to a themed wedding before and they pulled it off really well um so yeah yeah that it was fun great. that's it was amazing a really good time a lot of the <clears throat> guests dressed up too as like um different characters from Tim Burton movies and so fun super fun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, honey, what did you do? Well, um, let's see. I am in week two of two of handing over uh, six years of development work um, to <laughs> wow. new <Ooh>. people. <laughs> Big news. Yes. yes, yes. So, I have uh, taken a, a new job. I've gotten a new job um, with a company in Florida, which 
the company I work for now is also in Florida. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the little twist there is that I'm actually going to be moving to Florida in very dun, dun, dun. in a very short time, <laughs> uh, which is driving me nuts. Um, but you still come yeah, to Costco Jazz every week, right? I mean, every yeah, exactly. Months. It's like, yeah, I don't have anything. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> trying to plan to move and starting a new job and all that kind of stuff so um they were so eager or i guess they have a a need for getting new people on so they wanted me to start before i even got there and they oh, wow. that remote um sort of on a part-time basis as as i'm able to because i'm gonna have a lot of things to do mm -hmm. the next few weeks but it looks like uh end of july we will be Wheels up and out of here. So that's wow. so quick, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so very, quick. So so quick. It's amazing. It is. Yep. Well, we've been oh wrestling with this decision for a very very long time, but um, <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, this this kind of had to happen because of the school year for our kids. Everything, of mm -hmm. course, revolves around that and. Yeah, things aren't so easy anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, let's hear. What What are the uh, technologies that you're going to be dealing with over there? Well, I um, I sort of know on a high level what I'm going to be dealing with. I'll know more, one a little, very little bit more next week. But um, as time goes by, I'll I'll have more in depth knowledge of that, obviously. But what it looks like is it's a uh, a modern PHP stack, and uh, what that means is. Um, Basically, you know, uses Composer, which is their package man package manager, which is essentially what I've been doing anyway. But um, uh, the the company I work for now, they they also have some insane legacy code that doesn't even have auto loading and things like that. Um, so where you basically have to include every single everything in every file, and it's it's just nasty. Um, but yeah, so it's a modern PHP stack uh, running. Probably, I think, Laravel, <clears throat> and um, they are on the AWS or the Amazon stack. And uh, there's a little bit of uh, JavaScript in the front end and the back end, as I understand. And um, what else? That's all that comes to me right now because I'm dealing with the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I think <laughs> yeah. you, also, you also said some <clears throat> API stuff that you're going to be Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Ton, tons of API stuff. That's sort of the... From what I understand, the first thing is sort of integration work between between systems and <clears throat> trying to sort of normalize things and, and make um, all systems talk to the same same API. So what this place is, it's actually an um, e-commerce shop um, that sells truck parts or aftermarket truck parts, which is a huge business in the southeastern United States. Well, actually all over the United States, but I think especially in the southeast. Um, mm. And they they are doing incredibly well. And what has sort of, the thing that, that sort of was really, really positive to me is that the team there um, is already twice the size and the company is about one-tenth the size of the one that I'm in right now. Oh wow! Yeah, so they they take engineering seriously. I made sure of that when I when I spoke to them, which is really nice. And um, and they encourage so podcasting. I, they encourage podcasting. Yes, yes, that was so awesome. I said, <laughs> hey, um, I have to on Wednesdays at three o'clock. I need to do this. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yay! It's awesome. Good. We will continue, and we will be in three time zones, I guess. <laughs> and we fine. Yes. We'll make it work. Yeah. yeah. Of course. We'll make it work. <clears throat> That's definitely. So yeah, that's that's the big news. That's what's going on. That's why I'm under a rock. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank that's you. Awesome. Yay! Yay! Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, good times, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> Fun. All right. So, what's yeah. actually happening in technology this week? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Actually, I'm really not so clued into what happened in the tech space. <clears throat> Uh, that much, but what I think what we did not talk about yet was that there's a new version of Node out. Is, is that maybe correct? I'm not sure. Node six. Are we all on Node six? Oh, uh, I'm not on Node six yet. I do know that there's some Node Issues. six stuff. Yeah, um, there was a bug in NPM or a Node six showed a pretty huge bug in NPM. Uh, oh. that I know the NPM team has been working on incessantly. And I think they've solved it now. Um, the CLI team is in charge of it. So I unfortunately don't have all the details. Um, but it was something that was kind of, I think, my understanding, I could be wrong, but I I seem to recall something about it being the Substack bug, um, where... For whatever reason, only Substack, who's a member of the Node community, uh, was able to like ever experience this one bug, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> people upgraded what? to Node six, and then oh. and then everybody started experiencing this bug. Oh. And um, the only reason why Substack noticed it more than anyone else is because at the time he was making, he was creating like Substack has something like three thousand modules, right? So. He being so prolific, it was this tiny, tiny race conditioning type bug that no one ever experienced because the chances of you running into it were like one in a thousand or something. But but Substack published so often for so many different modules that he ran into it quite a lot. So he would just keep bugging Forrest about it and was like, hey, this thing is broken. This thing is broken. Um, and Forrest was like, I can't replicate. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. And then all of a sudden Node 6 came out and suddenly there was like a flood of people being like, ah, this is all broken now. And he's like, oh, oh, interesting. We can finally replicate it now. So um, I believe hmm. that bug has been fixed. So if you upgrade to Node, make sure you also upgrade to your to the latest NPM um, and uh, everything should be fine. Um, but, you know, it's always really entertaining when people are like, oh, Finally, an opportunity to find this bug. Oh, whoops, a whole bunch of people are finding this bug all of a sudden. Hold on, we're fixing it. Yeah, that's um, the worst when you can't reproduce it. It's like you got oh. you have nothing to go by. It's, uh. Yeah. No. Oh, and it, it's just terrible because like, users are like, ah, everything's broken. You're like, I don't know what you're experiencing. Yeah. So, Yeah. Okay, I think there's also, um, there were some complaints about something about how require works or something. I think mm. I read, but I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, 
I, I guess, uh, yeah. But no, what, you, what Note 6 is also all about is that uh, it has the newest version of V8 in it. Uh, that means that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of ES6 implementation that has landed. I think it's something like 59%. And um, so that's really great because now you don't need to transpile your code. You can use mm -hmm. all like, definitely like the, the most uh, popular features are definitely all there. Besides the, um, the modules, I think they're still talking about how they want to solve the, mo the ES6 modules kind of thing. Um, we talked about this last time already, <clears throat> but honestly, I'm not um, up to date with this uh, either. Okay. So, um, okay. I haven't heard anything uh, more. So, there's definitely um, still some issues, but it's great that uh, that uh, ESX basically has landed in Node like this. So it's basically it's cool. And really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Nice. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So. Um, And uh, Raquel, what what do you have? Yes. What are, what are you bringing to the table? Have you learned anything interesting? Or uh, so I continue to play with uh, some React stuff. Ooh, uh, Khalil, you you were not part of that conversation, um, but I heard it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm well. So I'm not like that far yet, right? I'm just like super, just getting started. Like how how far can I get with knowing absolutely nothing and just reading tutorials and um, and just kind of asking questions and seeing if the answers exist, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, and I've like, so one of my teammates and I have been pair programming on it and it's really, it's been pleasantly surprising to me. Like I am not, I would not qualify myself as a super like super duper front end engineer. That's just, it's not my forte and that's fine. It's totally cool. Um, so like when someone's like, Hey, build this super, I hate to use the word, but reactive component, like, like, like use the super interactive component, uh, build it in jQuery. I get like the shivers. I'm like, mm. ah, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to test that. I just don't have all of that skill set. Um, <clears throat> But for some reason, I guess because like there's like a, a mental piece to it where you're like, well, I don't, I'm not very good at it, so I, I'm just scared of it, so I don't know what to do. Versus, I've never played with this React thing before, but I like playing with new technology. So let me just see if I can build this thing with something brand new. It could be just as hard or just as easy, but because I don't have the mental preconceptions of, oh gosh, I don't want to create jQuery soup, like. I like just dove right in to the reactive one and it was surprisingly straightforward and easy, except for the part, like there's a lot of gotchas. There's a lot of little semantic-y things where you're like, wait, really? I had to say class name in JSX and not just class. That's, that throws me off so much. Mm. Right. Or like, um, for or HTML for, or whatever. Mm. It's, it's a little funky. Mm. Um, but That said, it was really kind of nice to be able to just build this one tiny thing in just React, and we had styles, and we had functionality, and like the one thing I need to do now is figure out testing, hmm. and then after that, like, really don't like the word isomorphic. I think it's 
misused. <laughs> Universal. Um, yes. I like Universal so much better. Mm. You know, modularized. I, I want it to be like I need to figure out how to how to do the server side rendering. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but I think there's actually there is a a package called Mullet, which is so um as y'all may may be familiar, <laughs> uh there's a so NPM uses Happy as mm. its front end as its uh, server side framework for the website. Um, as opposed to Express, we've talked about why we made that decision and blah, blah, blah. Um, but someone created a, a, a module called Mullet, where they say it's um, it's Facebook in the front and Walmart in the back. And what it does is... <laughs> ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it, it's, I get uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but basically, it um, it combines React with Happy. And someone else created a fork of that module... Um, still called Mullet. They haven't like renamed it or anything, um, but it does the full-on server-side rendering via Happy. And so, like, conceivably, you could like we could scrap handlebars altogether um, and just do a hundred percent templating with JSX. <laughs> That's funny. And then, like, like just have everything just <clears throat> in in like React components. Awesome. And because it's it's server side rendering for the pages that don't actually need React at all, then it'll be fine, right? Like you don't have to load React or anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. on the some pages that you do need React, then it'll only update the couple of pieces that it needs to. And so yeah, so it's kind of cool. I'm I'm exploring and I'm excited because it's kind of fun and. I don't know. There's there's some little bit of magic in there that I really enjoy, just yeah. kind of playing with and being like, ooh, ooh, ooh! It did the thing. It did it. It did it. It did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is uh, the. I think this is the big difference between what those frameworks do, like React and Angular and Number and all of the, all those frameworks, compared to what jQuery does. Does jQuery is great, but jQuery is like basically to me, jQuery is always just like the. Uh, uh, making the browser API the same in all browsers, basically, right? right. And and making it easier, but it doesn't give right. you the tools to do like easy components or whatever like that. That's mm-hmm. what React and them all do is basically giving you the tools to make to 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 structure to make a little component for your website or a whole application built out of components. And those components can be neatly organized with their template and their logic and all this kind of stuff. And it's fun mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. So have you Sounds decided good. to actually move forward with maybe implementing that or are you still sort of in the decision phase? Um, we're still in the decision phase. So like what we what we decided to do was we had two components that we needed to build. They're virtually exactly the same. Uh, there are tiny differences between the two. Um, and so it seemed to me like the best way to make this decision would be to make, make two different components. Uh, so like make one of the components in React and make the other one in jQuery. And then that way we can really compare apples to apples and see how hard was this to implement versus implementing it in jQuery. How, like, like, like how much engineering effort did it, did it take 
to build these two things? Um, and how comfortable would somebody who has more or less direct knowledge of using jQuery or React do in, in terms of making them? Like, how, how much time does it take them to make either one? Mm-hmm. Um, and because the fact of the matter is, finding good front-end engineers, there are lots of them, but you can't hire them all, right? Um, and, and especially at a smaller startup like NPM, you might only have budget for one person at a time. And so finding a, finding a tool set that allows literally anyone to be as productive as possible is the one that you want to choose, right? You want to choose the tool set that anybody on the team can jump into and make stuff happen so that you can ship as quickly as possible. You don't want to have the one person who knows how to build a super complicated thing in jQuery be in charge of always doing the jQuery stuff because Mm -hmm. then they're going to get burnt out. They're going to get bored. And meanwhile, everyone else is going to be like, well, I don't know how to do that. So I'm going to have that person do it. So I'm just going to sit around and do some other things, except like when you're trying to move quickly, you don't have time for people to just sit on their hands. <laughs> yeah, but so, do, do either one of those technologies have that tool chain that you're talking about? Because isn't um, uh, React is sort of still the sort of the least prescriptive or opinionated one of them, right? And there's like so many different ways to do things, I believe. I don't know. I think that there is a quote-unquote React way to do mm-hmm. things. Um, I think you can... I think you can certainly bend it into other, you know, you know, you can bend it in other ways. But jQuery is so much more freeform yeah. that um, you can literally do anything well, like twenty different ways in jQuery. Yeah. So React is 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 really only a view layer. But when when it comes to the view layer, which is meaning, like, uh, you know, like it's it's the components and the logic of the components. And of course, when you like build a whole big fat application with react then you will have so much business logic and stuff that you will have to kind of figure out where to put that and that's why there was flux and redux and all this kind of stuff happened but but as as long as you make small components for your website or you have a small application um you just stay in this little component world really if i understand Mm -hmm. correctly where when it comes Mm -hmm. to how to build a component it is pretty descriptive it's very clear like there's jsx and then there is you know this is how you know a click event goes and then you can deal with that click event or whatever and 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 that is that is pretty clear and has the tools for building little uh, you know components with a little logic and in a template and styles and and um yeah and that's so so in this case um, and especially from what it sounds like, uh, Raquel is like you're you're trying to you're building small components really, and you're not building you're not trying to architect a huge application or something like that. Because only then, mm-hmm. only then really, this whole thing. Okay, now re- th- only then you have this problem that React is a view layer, and then all this kind of business logicy kind of stuff that that kind of. Um, makes the application was the heart of the application now you have to put that somewhere it can't be just in the components or something like that but i don't think that you have that problem uh yeah not yet yeah makes sense yeah so yeah so yeah Hmm. cool that's exciting (laughs) so is that is that something you're playing around with sort of is that like your main main activity right now or or is it something sort of still just on the side or how does that work it's 
I mean, it's it's kind of the on the it's certainly part of my job, right? As as tech lead, now I have to look into the future of what what will our tech stack look like, like how should it, it be evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not my number one focus. Uh, my number one for- focus is definitely to help get as much stuff out the door into production as quickly as possible <laughs> without bugs. <laughs> so um, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. So what else? Nice. What else is happening <clears throat> in uh, in tech? <laughs> I'm Not sorry, I can I can only contribute a mood booster. <laughs> um, oh, I just uh, I just bumped into this video yesterday, and it's um, this this lady buying or bought a a mask, a Chewbacca mask, and that's all I'm going to say. You just have to watch it. If you if you need to laugh like really really hard, and you want to get in a better mood, watch that video. <laughs> it's infectious and. Uh, it's hilarious. I mean, it's been, I think it's been watched 140 or 150 million times uh, in less than a week. And I think even uh, she got, she got on some show or she did a clip with JJ Abrams and uh, yeah. uh, some comedian. They sort of reenacted what she had recorded herself doing in her car. And it's just hilarious. So anyway, check that out. And uh, I guarantee. I watched it. I was, yeah. I was afraid to watch it. And then I was like, well, okay, if Henning's, like, laughing hysterically over this, then fine. Maybe I'll take a look at it, too. And I have to say, it is infectious, but there's something kind of, it's so silly. It's so silly that you can't, it's like, I I don't know, I I mean, I, I can't help, like, I'm saying this with a, with a massive smile on my face, right? Because I'm just, like, thinking about just how silly it is. It's pretty silly. But maybe worth, you know, the five minutes to watch it, especially if you need to pick me up. (laughs) That's all it is. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, I have a story. I have a story. Um, So in in typical Bay Area fashion, um, well, so like, okay, actually, let me rephrase. There's a story that could probably only ever really happen in the Bay Area at this current moment in time. Um, My husband and I were hanging out in South Bay, which uh, for friends who are not located in the Bay Area, there are kind of like three major parts of the Bay Area. There's San Francisco, which is um, like San Francisco. Then there's the East Bay, which is on the other side of of the Bay. from San Francisco, there's the whole Bay Bridge, and um, I live in the East Bay. And then there's the South Bay, which is, I think, what most people would call Silicon Valley. Um, that's where Apple and Google and et cetera are all located. Um, there's also the North Bay, which is Marin, and that's very lovely and pretty. But I don't, I don't encounter the North Bay in my my day to day life. So, uh, whatever. Um, okay. So anyway. So South Bay is where Apple and Google and all the really tech giants are located. And uh, um, my husband and I were, were visiting a friend of ours who lives down there. And one of his neighbors was moving. And you know how sometimes when you're like moving house, you'll take things that aren't totally broken, but they're not in the perfect condition for yourself. 
So, or like you just don't need them for your next move or whatever. So you might put them on the curb. I don't know. This might be an American thing. Is this something that people do in Germany as well? Um, what happens when you put them on the curb? Like <laughs> either the trash will come by and pick it up or someone else who's enterprising, a, a young enterprising individual might, uh, you know, acquire these items for themselves. That happens a lot in my town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So like we'll we'll do things like like free to a good home, like you put a, yeah. an old bookshelf or something out on the curb and you just put a thing free to a good home. Um so anyway, so we're in in my friend's neighborhood and uh one of their na- one of his neighbors is is moving out and my husband spots not one but two Roombas just hanging out like in a box waiting for somebody to pick it up or the trash, right? Like whoever comes first is going to, is going to take this thing away. And he was like, Oh my God, there's two Roombas. I've never had a Roomba. I know I have a history in robotics, but I've never had robotic vacuums mostly because I just wasn't sure if I should like, like let that part of my life, like let my personal life and my robotics life, like coincide. I don't, I don't know. It's been a thing. Anyway, so we picked them up we took them home. Um, one, one is a proper Roomba. Um, it's from like, a, it's a few generations old. Uh, and then the other one is more of like a knockoff brand called Bob Sweeper. So we named the Bob Sweeper one Bob, uh, you know, duh. And then we named the Roomba Alice. And um, and so we we decided to kind of see how well they performed. Alice needed a, a new battery and a new front wheel. But I was able to get both of those things off of Amazon for like $90 or something. <laughs> so as soon as I put that in, like Alice started working amazingly well. Um, and we have two dogs. So it amazingly, perfectly, these were also pet versions of the robotic vacuums. And it was just fascinating to me watching these things work in my house. Because like, I'm just like a kid in a candy store, just sitting there on the couch, just watching watching these Roombas, like these vacuums just work around the room and then move into other rooms and where they got stuck. And interesting, Bob is better made uh, in terms of like the quality of components, but the Roomba is, or Alice is definitely smarter, if you can say that, um, and more robust. Smarter in what way? How does that um, show itself? So somehow she manages to, I know I've totally personified these things. So just (laughs) work with me here. Bob and Alice. Uh, Yeah. So Bob kind of complains a whole lot more than Alice does. Bob's like, oh no, my, uh, you know, my brushes are full of dog hair or, oh no, I hit a corner and I don't know how to get out. And Alice is just like, it's cool. I'm on it. You know, oh, it's cool. I, I get it. Oh, hey, don't worry about it. I'm all over this. Um, I don't know. I, I think also, um, so both of them algorithmically, they basically do a, um, oh shoot, what is the name of that algorithm? Uh, traveling salesman uh, algorithm. Basically, it's just randomly go, like pick any direction. It doesn't matter which direction and just kind of go. And then if you have to make a decision between left or right, just go right. 
And then, um, like, and then just at any moment, kind of just turn randomly and keep going straight for a while and then turn randomly and keep going straight for a while. And then every once in a while, just kind of spin around in, in ever increasing circles. And that's hmm. kind of a good spot clean. Um, so yeah, <laughs> every day now, my husband and I are like, so how did Alice do? Yeah. Alice, Alice did a good job today. Uh, Bob though, we found him under the bed complaining <laughs> as usual. Um, I'm when you really say excited. when you say they're pet yeah. versions, that's that's so they can deal with the pet hair better than yeah. a normal version, or yeah, exactly, exactly. Or they they scare have the dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't. The dogs were actually pretty chill about it. They were like, "This is so." Uh, we have black dog and red dog. Red dog is super anxious, but she kind of was just like, "I, I don't care," and you know, would just sulk off into another room. Black dog, he just assumes everybody is a dog. And so he like <laughs> ran up to it and started sniffing it and kind of licked it and was just like, you're the weirdest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> and then kind of went off into his own corner. Like neither of them, like they don't, they're not barking at it or anything. So um, yeah, Bob and Alice are fine with the dogs. Um, I'm really excited though. Now, now, now I've, I've been hit by the robot, the vacuum robot bug, right? Because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So what about, and the, the latest iteration of the Roomba, um, and this is where things get really smart. It uses a, a, an algorithm called SLAM, which stands for Simultaneous Localization and Mapping. Uh, the idea behind SLAM is to estimate where you are in a room and also map the room. So humans do this inherently all the time. You walk into a room, uh, like you walk into a brand new house, you have no idea where the rooms are or anything like that. But the first time you visit the bathroom, um, you now know where the bathroom is at all times. So you can just like, you ask for the first time, you ask your host or hostess, hey, where's your restroom? Like, I need. You know, can I go use it? And they'll tell you like the directions of how to get there. And then after that, you, can just, you don't even have to say, you don't have to ask for permission or anything. You just go when you need to go. Um, a robot can't really do that uh, because they have no sense of state. They don't know what anything is or where anything is or anything like that. So what SLAM is, is it basically is an opportunity to record some sense of state um, so that at any given moment you can say, okay, I'm in the hallway, still about four meters away from the bathroom. If I need to go to the bathroom, let me turn, you know, 20 degrees and then go straight 40 meter or four meters, and then I'll be in the bathroom. Um, so I think the slam version of the robot could be even smarter. And if it is, it'd be really cool if you could be like, hey, touch up the living room before the guests arrive. Right? Right? And then... Then you wouldn't have to worry about putting up little walls or anything like that. And you could just be like, this is the living room. Go clean that. All right. We're all going to hang out in the living room now. So get out and go work on the kitchen. So it, it, it basically, <laughs> it remembers your house, I guess. But then how does it know where it is after it comes or wakes up or whatever it does? Yeah. So like, it, it should, what it should be doing is it should be storing the map that it's created 
in 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 memory, so that at any given moment it knows exactly where it was, uh, or where it is, and then where it needs to go. Hypothetically, I have so no idea. So if it runs out of juice or whatever, and you have to take it to the charging station, I guess it then it knows where the charging station is, right? And then it knows exactly. where it so, is. Ah, okay. A really smart robot would say, okay, I know that I'm, you know, X distance away from the charging station, which means that I have, I have until I reach a certain percentage of, of battery juice left uh, to keep going. And then I have to turn around and go back so I can make it back in time. Just like if, in like, if you're in a car, um, you know, you can, you can either hope that you'll find a gas station or you can just say, you know what? I need to turn around now or else I'm never going to make it back. Um, stuff. Oh, that things. sounds fancy. That's crazy. I mean, I'm totally <clears throat> speculating. This is just what I would like. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see if that's actually reality. Those Roombas are not uh, cheap. No, they're not, which is another reason why I didn't get one before. But I mean, for free plus ninety dollars in parts. That's awesome. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. What neighborhood are they in? Um, I have no idea. Oh, the you said oh, start um, at three hundred and seventy-four ninety-nine, and the and then there are four different versions. Next one is five hundred. The next one is uh, seven hundred, and then there is one for nine hundred, which has, holy cow! And then one for nine hundred yeah. does self-charging, multi-room navigation, entire level cleaning, recharge and resume, scheduling. Tangle-free debris extractors, iRobot home app, three-stage cleaning system, AeroForce three-stage cleaning system, and carpet boost. So it doesn't bring your yeah, drinks. Yeah, so that's almost slam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could well, put a drink cool, on it. Though, <laughs> you could. I don't know that it would stay stable. Um, <laughs> but you know, in ten years, that that should be the boring one, right? That's yeah. the cool thing about technology. Yeah. Totally. Hypothetically, ten years. Yeah, we'll see. Wow, maybe they'll take over between now and then. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would never happen. Um. Anyway, cool. I think. Oh, so <sighs> that's my rumor story. Anyway, so last last time, um, um, when when you two were talking about React. Um, there was a reaction in the Slack chat. Somebody was like, oh, did you talk about, did you have time to talk about the React boilerplate? Apparently there was some uh, excitement about a React boilerplate uh, going around and I did not know about that. So I asked them what it was about and I got a link. And um, so what it is about, it is, there is a React boilerplate, which is called the ultimate React boilerplate. <laughs> and, of course. Uh, of course and it has like a fancy logo and what's interesting about this is like it's it's one of these attempts to um to create like a, a setup for your react application so you don't have to think about anything else besides just writing your application because it comes with all the best practices and stuff like, so what it says it's a highly scalable offline first foundation with the best you oh the best dx developer ergonomics, I guess, and yeah. a focus on performance and best practices. And it has quick scaffolding, so it comes with like NPM scripts tasks, 
that create components, containers, routes, selectors, sagas. Sagas is also say like a Redux uh, Redux uh, kind of thingy uh, for your so application architecture thingy. There's instant feedback. Enjoy the best DX developer experience and code your app at the speed of thought. Okay. <laughs> your saved charges in the oh your saved changes in the CSS and JS are reflected instantaneously within ref without refreshing the page and so forth. Predict predictable state management, so unidirectional data flow uh, architecture is included. Next generation JavaScript, so ES6, whatever, or ES blah, blah, blah. Next generation CSS, write compo composable CSS that is co-located with your components. Da, 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 da. Industry standard routing, okay, so there's a router with it. Offline first, which is interesting. The next frontier in performant web apps, availability without a network connection, and so forth. So it, they built that offline first capability into that boilerplate or into the, uh, into the index HTML or whatever in the whole application. And then there's also best test setup, automatic guarantee, code quality, and non-breaking changes. Da -da -da. Native web app. Okay, so basically you can you can save it to home screen, home screen on your phone. The fastest fastest fonts. I don't know what that is actually. Say goodbye to vacant text. I don't know what the fastest fonts are. Uh, stay fast profile, so you can profile your app. So it, it comes with all this stuff, and it is a boilerplate. And this is and it has like a bunch of npm scripts tasks um, that you can use. So it comes with like a command line interface, so to speak, um, for that is kind of prepared for this for this uh, boilerplate setup and uh, and seems like people are pretty excited about it uh, I think that this is great but it it also kind of but at the same time I there's been so many redux boilerplate thingies um, and for me this is again another um, expression or argument for, for my case, uh, <laughs> for the JavaScript CLI, or at least every every separate framework should have their own CLI thing. I think, and I think like like, like <laughs> Ember Ember CLI, Angular CLI, they're already there they're doing it. Uh, Angular CLI is still a little bit, still a little bit difficult, like broken, and they're still working on it. It's not a one. It's not really ready yet, but. <clears throat> But I find it so difficult. Like if you are a React developer now, you have this, and then you have a choice of another hundred of those or thousand of those, you know, boilerplates. And then you come, you work in one team, and then they use this one boilerplate, which is great. And then there's this other team that uses another boilerplate that is also great, but is slightly different. And then you have to kind of learn the ways of that. It just doesn't make any sense. Discuss. <laughs> um so oh we're out of time oh no um <laughs> yeah uh, no. but so but raquel maybe that is something uh for you if you want to when once you're getting deep into react so the, so one of the issues with those boilerplates is also that these boilerplates are really really bad if you are just starting to to write from yeah. javascript 
is terrible because it comes with so many te uh, concepts. Like each of those thing, each of those things that I just went through, like the I don't know the instant feedback, how that works, the predictable state management, unidirectional data flow, how to architect your application, the next generation JavaScript, like ES6 and stuff. Each of those different points are like a whole world in themselves, and you need to learn that specific thing. You need to learn what this is about. You have to spend a few weeks on that in order to be able to use it. If you are, if you are like new to React and maybe also new to some of those concepts um, and you just take a boilerplate and you start using it, you're just going to most likely fail. And there was actually a lot of discussion about that on Twitter. I also saw Dan Abramov, who is, you know, works at Facebook. He's the re Redux uh, author. And he was, he was also... He helped, somebody had a question about Redux, and they were like, I can't get this to work. The Redux, like, it doesn't work for me. And then he went and helped this person, and it was very complicated to, for him to figure out what was the problem, and it turns out the problem was with a lack of understanding that this person had about the different concepts in that boilerplate or different technologies that, the, that this boilerplate was using. It, did, it was not really a problem with with Redux. And that's also a, I mean, that's just, that's a general problem with these, uh, with these boilerplates and not having, there's no clear kind of uh, official way to just learn the one thing that you really want to learn, which is in this case, most likely React. Right. People get overwhelmed. Too much. Yeah. It's super overwhelming. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's really overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, all of that said, it's good to have y'all back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, I am going to take this opportunity to promote NPM camp. If people want to come hang out in Oakland for a day, uh, there is a, an NPM based conference happening July 30th. Um, I'm going to be the MC. So, you know, no, nice. cool. cool, fun time. People want to come. It's, you know, pretty reasonably priced for a ticket. And anyway, cool topics. If you're into that, if not, totally fine too. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. On our Slack channel. Uh, you can come hang out on the reactive Slack channel. Um, which, you can access it. Which yes. has a which. code of conduct. Yes. Oh, yes. Thanks for getting that together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It now has a code of conduct. Yes. We've been talking about it for a while, but just hadn't implemented it, uh, implemented it yep. just yet. So. That's right. So it is now. It is. Uh, yeah. It is. It's on our reactive pod uh, organization on GitHub. Basically, I'm just hosting it on README, but I'm, uh, it's linked up in the uh, description of the general chat in the Slack chat, and it's the official code of conduct, which will be enforced if necessary. But it has. So we didn't introduce it because there was any incident. It was just because the uh, community in the Slack chat is growing, and we just wanted to be a safe and comfortable place and welcoming place for everybody. And uh, yeah, that's why it's there. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, do we have any new folks in the in the channel? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you have to give me a minute. 
Okay. Um, well, so friends, if y'all want to join us in our Slack channel, you can access it via our show notes, which is at reactive.audio. Um, and yeah, stuff's cool. <laughs> and things. <laughs> we have we have a super fun Slack channel. We talk about all sorts of things. And, Penny uh, posts funny videos. Yes, you know. every every now and then I I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is uh, gonna be some. Well, it's been crazy as uh, you've heard, and I think it's probably just gonna get worse for the next few mo- uh, two two uh, months. Maybe. But yeah. after that, I hope things will lighten up a bit. Calm down a little. Uh, yeah exactly fair enough yep yep so um i don't believe there are new reviews i i pushed the fetch button and nothing came up so um but yeah if you have a minute uh it would be really really great if you could go on itunes and give us a rating and uh even better if you write a review that way people can find us more easily and our show can be more popular Yep, uh, there's no new members. Okay, well, fine. Everybody fine. who does listen, it's fine. tell all your friends <laughs> to come join us in the Slack channel. And yeah. that way we can all uh, coordinate when we're doing little mini reactive meetups. Exactly. That's exciting. I'm curious to see pictures from, from that. See who all is there. Yes, me too. And I'm very sad that I'm not going to be there. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... Also, JSConf Budapest apparently was really cool as well. Yeah, I heard good things about JSConf Budapest. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're heading into conference season, uh, part one of totally. the year. Yep. So, lots of conferences coming up. Lots of cool videos are going to be coming out. Who knows what the new, the newest and coolest technology will be. But hopefully we will, and we can talk about it on our show. Yay! <laughs> Sounds All good. right. Well, my friends, I will not see you next week, but I will see you the week after's the plan. So. Perf. Good times. Woo. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Uh, All right. I am Khalil Tweets on Twitter, and Reactive Pod is our Twitter account for the podcast. Hit us up. And yep, and I am Rockbot on Twitter. Holler at me. Please say nice things. Holler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm H Glattergots on Twitter and I'll talk to you next week. Alright. Bye. Bye. Bye.